The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. All right. Lots going on at Steelers training camp. With me to talk about it is Ray Porter Jr. from Urban Media Today. How are you, sir? I am doing well. And how are you? Your your first time on my podcast. Welcome. Yes, and it's an honor. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thank you for inviting me. Truly Thank a pleasure. You. Uh I I I love your Twitter. You're uh I usually when you post things, I just retweet them. I kind of I, yeah. I, I don't I don't steal your stuff, but I just I just uh, you can steal it. it also. <laughs> <laughs> you can steal it. <laughs> But thank you, though. I appreciate you doing that. And I and I do the same with you as well. Yeah. 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 We we, we like a lot of the same things, especially especially anything. Uh, you post a lot of Roberto Clemente. Anything you post to him is like, yes, I want it. I want it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but about the Steelers. So many questions. Um, they have their first uh, preseason game this weekend. And. What do you think of this team overall? You know, you hear so many things about basically that, that they're going to be bad. They say that every year, man. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They do. Yeah. Right. Um, overall, what do you what do you think of this team from what you've seen so far? Well, I mean, you know, a team that came off a nine and eight, nine seven of one record. I'm sorry, I don't know how I forgot about the tie. Um, in 2021, that made the playoffs, made a nice push, and, and you know, had some breaks, of course, you know, but they did their part. I think, and of course, the retirement of uh, of uh, future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, and also defensive end step onto it. I think that, I think the, tr- the issue of transition of quarterbacks isn't as heavy as it was, say, like when Bradshaw retired back in 84 although they really did put their stock into Mark Malone. <laughs> and I have nothing against Mark Malone because he did get him to the title game, but he just wasn't and, able to get him to the title game. remember Cliff Stout? Oh, my. Yes, I do. Ultimate backup, but it just wasn't meant for him to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> him to start. He had a good Ooh. attitude about it, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> but, yeah, I know what you mean. But I think in Pittsburgh's case, I think they did the right thing with getting Mitch Trubisky and – and um, he's a veteran. He's proven himself with Chicago. I mean, he took him to the playoffs, I believe, twice. And, and yeah, naturally, he had a good defense as well, you know, but, but he also made the Pro Bowl. So, and then, you know, it's really unfortunate what happened to uh, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, you know, and I know unfortunate is just an understatement. I, you know, I think about just where I was at when, it, when I heard the news. I'm getting ready to go to, to the pit blue gold scrimmage. And I'm getting some gas at the station happened to pull up my phone like we usually do as human to do that and i saw it posted i couldn't believe it that was like on a saturday morning or something yeah, right it was yeah yeah so and, you know, crazy yeah which is horrible 20 24 years old you know such a shame we were looking forward to seeing what he was going to do and 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 i think because of his unfortunate tragic passing that's the reason why pittsburgh drafted kenny pickett because I didn't believe they were going to draft. I'm glad they did because, you know, I'm so proud of that young man and how he played last year. I, ooh, I mean, amazing. So for them to get him, to draft him and pick up Trubisky, you know, I, and I know Mason Rudolph's there, but I really haven't been a fan of Rudolph's play. 
You know, I really haven't. I mean, naturally, he's been there the longest after Roethlisberger. And I just think that he had plenty of chances to really show himself and prove himself. I mean, Doug Hodges beat him. And Doug had a good run, too. He did. He did. And, you know, so I think that if his, I think Pittsburgh should really try to see what they can get for him. I hear, I hear they were trying – someone was mentioning – I think it was Ray Fittipato was, or somebody was mentioning that may, it's a possibility that a fifth-round pick – they might be looking for a fifth-round pick for him. So I think, you know – Sometimes it's just not meant to be on one team. Sometimes that, that change of scenery makes a difference for him, you know. So so I think the quarterback situation, they're handling it well. But the questions that I would have with Pittsburgh is how the offensive line is going to be. Now, they made, they added two veterans, which I think is wonderful, you know, especially at center. Mason Cole, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Kendra Green just wasn't the answer. Oh, no, no, he wasn't. Ooh. Now, Hassan Howard did play well the last part of the season. I give him that. Yeah, but you want to have somebody that's just ready to roll, and then, and, and so, and as long as the offensive line stays healthy, they get a chance to gel, get a chance to have synergy and unity. I think it'll make a difference. I mean, Andre Harris had twelve hundred yards even on that line, so <laughs> you know that says a lot. He made things happen. Defensive line is also a concern. I want to make sure my my hope is that they get back to stopping the run. You know, like kind of like the Steelers of old, you know. And uh, so I'm hoping, you know, naturally they have to, they have a lot of ends, though. They have a lot of flexibility there and versatility. And I think, I hope that they really use that to their advantage. Of course, you got Cam Hayward. And, and of course, you got um, <clears throat> you got Tyson Alu-Alu if he's 100% because he had been on the pup list, <laughs> you know, so. And then you he got- just came off, I think. Right. Okay. So he just came off, and I did. I did. I saw him doing some sprints on Saturday. So, and he and he was sprinting. So I figure if you're able to sprint, then you're doing something. You're ready to go. You must be. And then um, do you have uh, Chris Wormsley, who had a career high seven sacks last year? I'm like, man, if he was smaller, they could put him at the at the linebacker position. <laughs> you know? There you go. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. And then, then you have um, oh, number ninety two. <laughs> 92 um louder milk yes yeah louder milk you have number 99 i don't know why my mind is just not clicking right now so they have oh henry mondo right and then, um, then, you, then you have the linebacker uh not the linebacker at the end that they got from cleveland ogan joby yes so my thing is I say, why not just just rotate all of them? Because it's always nice to throw fresh legs in, just like what they did with um, Travis Kersky and Chris and Brett Kiesel, Kiesel behind uh, Kimo Vaughn all often. I think that made the difference in the world. So, so if they are able to stop the run and establish the run, that's going to be their key to success. Really it, sh- it sure seems like, especially with the offense, that they don't want someone to be like Ben Roethlisberger in his prime throwing it all over the place and taking chances and throwing it. sounds like they just want somebody to play it safe, rely on the defense. Hopefully the defense gets enough stops, just get enough. Don't make mistakes. Just, mm-hmm. just establish the run. Right. Seems to be the way they want to go. Um, but you know, everything you hear about the offense in training camp is, oh, they don't look good. They don't look good. But then again, 
they're they're missing like like Najee has been uh hasn't been playing uh Friermuth hasn't been playing Claypool hasn't been playing like you yeah. you're missing almost all of your weapons so what what, what do you want yeah and then, you know it's easy for folks especially diehard fans to get a little concerned based on what they see in practice and, you know I, I'm, I'm I'm ready to always say give the Island Iris in line come on now it's practice you know talking about and, practice they haven't played their first game yet We're basing it on what they're doing at Latrobe, whether it's St. Vincent's College or the stadium or the South Side. They're playing, like uh, Tomba would say, this is Steelers versus Steelers. So that's the opportunity to learn, make mistakes, overcome injuries. Now, when they get ready to play Seattle on Saturday, that's when it starts. And that's when we're going to see what the rookies are going to do, signed free agents are going to do, and those that are trying to make the team are going to do. And that's what's going to determine. I mean, all this other stuff, I mean, it serves its purpose now. Training camp really serves its purpose, but it's not games. It's right. not. And for them to rack up stats, I don't know how they do it, but they do. <laughs> God bless them. But I'm like, it really doesn't pertain to anything. I mean, if you mess up at camp, then wow. But I've never participated in a training camp, so I can't judge. But it's like, I don't understand. And it's just, Again, my opinion, but I don't understand how folks can sometimes draw so many conclusions based on based on practices. But it is what it is. So. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're keeping track of training camp stab stance, like God bless you, man. That's hey, good for you. But I just, I, I yeah, there's 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 better ways to spend your time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like you said, they're they're playing against each other. Not only are you're having Steelers against Steelers. They're Steelers that know each other. They know each other individually and they know what plays they're going to run. So exactly. yeah, it's, it's when you play another team and that's when you actually see at least, at least something it's, you know, we know they, they don't really do too much of the, the playbook during um, preseason, but still it's, it's, it's still, you still see something. You know, I was thinking um, back in the late eighties, early nineties, remember when they used to scrimmage Washington? Yeah. Yeah, now I wonder why they don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Washington's nearby. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they did it. I'm not sure if they did it like kind of in the, like somewhere in between, or if they did it at one of the camps or something. Like that. But yeah, yeah, have a have a scrimmage where where teams are playing or going against each other, so at least they're used to seeing different people. Right. And yeah, I remember. And I remember maybe because th- th- those uh, scrimmages got a little too fired up. Maybe they, they got a little a little too competitive. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one player I think is th- that has been the, the darling of camp is wide receiver, George Pickens. Absolutely. Is he really looking that good? Cause it sounds like he's like, he sounds like he's the real deal already that people are saying he's going to be rookie of the year. And it was the Steelers got a steal. Yeah, they did. And I remember seeing him in the uh, national championship game for Georgia. I know. And he also did kind of what Kenny Pickett did. And they, everybody was saying maybe he should consider going to the Bros, but he decided after tearing his ACL, I believe, in the earlier part of the year, he said, I'm going to stick around and help them win a championship. He comes in and catches that bomb, that 50-something yarder, plays a part in winning in beating Alabama, which we know is never a small feat, <laughs> you yeah. know, for anybody. And then for them to pick him in the second round and the way he is. Now, that's one person, one player that is making a true impression. That is the truth. He has the size. He's bigger than I thought he was. He has some height to him. 
he has some ability. So yes, he he is living up to what everybody is saying. He's living up to his hype right now. I mean, some of the catches he's making is incredible. That that's so exciting. And I mean, these these wide receivers have so much potential. Um, really hoping that Chase Claypool has a good year. He had a very good rookie year, and then last year, not not so great. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he can rebound. And then you know Deontay Johnson, right? Really, really excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, he's he was really good with some really bad circumstances. I mean, his his he his was. rookie year, he had to deal with the Mason Rudolph duck year, and then <laughs> yes, <he did. laughs> and then and then the, the, the past couple of years, he's I mean, dealt with you know. Ben Roethlisberger as is, you know, as he's, you know, basically at his oldest and, and not, not so great. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- this offense sounds like it's going to be very different from previous years. So mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. I, th- I think it's exciting. Um, that, so, so we, I, I think it's established that it's going to be Deontay Johnson and then George Pickens and then Chase Claypool and probably Calvin Austin, who have I, I've also heard good things about. Yeah, he got uh, for real. And then I guess between the, I don't know if they'll keep five or six, but it, it sounds like Anthony Miller is probably going to make the team and Miles Boykin isn't. I think that's probably yeah. the the battle going on. I believe it. I believe it. And then you have go. Gunnar Oswinski as well as the return specialist. I mean, it's a shame that you can't have a return specialist with its own position, but it has to take up a roster spot somewhere. So it has he has to be the next receiver. Yeah, yeah I think you, I think you 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 have them all. Yeah, I think you label them all. And then, yeah, Boykin. Yeah, uh, he'll. Um, I think it's one of those cases that he'll have a chance to make an impression on another team. Cause I mean, he was, he was, he was signed off waivers from uh, Baltimore. So someone, hopefully someone will look at him. He'll get a chance to move on. He got some signs to him too. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I was, I was hoping the Steelers would have drafted him. And then when they picked him up, I was pretty excited, but I guess it's just, just not working out. So oh well. yeah. um, you never know. Doesn't mean, but these are the ones that have to have to make that impression. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and now that it's only three preseason games instead of the standard four and five, you really got to make that impression. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and then at running back, <laughs> we know it's Najee, but then after that, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's not very exciting. It's either Benny Snell or Anthony McFarlane or those rookies, Jalen Warren or Mateo Durant or Master Teague is like, I, I, I don't know that none of those options seem very exciting. I, mean, I don't know if, if they need to pick someone else up or what's going on. Do you have any sense of what's going to go on with the backup running backs? Well, I feel like they should pick up a veteran back. Just like what, uh, when Le'Veon Bell was running back and they picked up, um, um, Oh my goodness, where is my mind at today? Angela Williams. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. He, <laughs> I gotcha. He was the thank you. He was a perfect backup. And it even when even when LeGarrette Blunt was in there with him, you know, though he didn't last long. But I mean, that's what you do. Get a get a veteran understudy to go with the kid. And and I know Benny Smell's been there since 2019, but I mean, come on, man. He's his his rookie year, he did. He, he did make some impressions, but I mean, he's not really taking the bull by the horns. You know, when James Conner went down, he didn't do it in 2020. Remember that game against Washington where he had three tries to get into the end zone? 
it, it was just like someone trying to run run into a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? basically. And then last year, I mean, what's funny is people got surprised that they drafted when uh, Connor moved on, and when they drafted Harris, people were like, "Well, what about Benny Snell?" And I'm like, "No offense, <laughs> but what about him? What, yeah, what about him?" <laughs> yeah, so. So he had averages 2.7 yards per carry last year on 98 yards. And I don't care how many yards Harris had. That's not impressive. So I don't see, I think he's be, he's better suited somewhere else. And, you know, and I think I can't see him really making that impression. If you want to cut the load off of, of Najee Harris, get somebody that's a good change of pace back or someone can give him a breather. And I'm sorry, Snow was not that. I mean, look at look at the final game against Baltimore the one that they needed to win to stay in the playoff race. Najee was out most of that game because of injury. Snell couldn't do anything. In fact, he had a false start at the goal line. Other than that, he didn't do anything. And then Najee came back probably after he got some quarter zone, had the one of the running, one of the uh, key runs on the, on the winning drive that led to Bosman Wells uh, field goal to win the game. So, I mean, I just don't see it. I don't. And so one person tried to tell me that was the return of Steelers football. I'm like, oh, wow, that's deep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get out the 70s now. Yeah. Break on Rocky here. Okay. But I think that they need to really consider picking up a veteran. And um, McFarlane, if he stays healthy, I think he can make it. He, he, could, he could really contribute, but he has to be healthy. The man, I guess, pretty much last season was a wash for him. You know, and as far as the two um, unsigned free agents, Jalen Ward, he, he made some impressions. He's making some impressions. I, I believe it was a time where he fumbled and Tomlin told him to get off the field rather candid. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, oh, but, no. I mean, he's still there. and uh, But he, he he's done some great things. And um, I'm trying to think, who was number 40? Okay, Mateo. 40 is Durant. Yeah, yeah, they like him as well. I mean, he he also made some impressions too. So it, you never know; they could very well, uh, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, uh, very well making a, enough of an impression to get a roster spot, or Tomlin will say get a hat, and maybe the other one will get on a practice squad. But I'm for getting a veteran if you're really serious about your running game and not killing your starter, then get a veteran on this team. That could really just pour into him and, and just just be that be that take get that breathing. But having a having a having a what one or two year player backing up a rookie, no, or backing up a first year player, no. So yeah. that's how I feel. So I think that's what they should do, and I hope they do it. Yeah, we'll see how preseason goes, and and we'll see how you know when when it's time to to cut down the rosters. We'll see if somebody you know becomes available that's that's pretty good or something like that. Sure. Um, I'm I'm really disappointed in Anthony McFarlane. I really thought he was going to be good, and yeah. he really hasn't done anything. And like you said, it's it's probably because of injuries. But you know, and you gotta you gotta stay healthy. You got you know best best ability is availability. So yeah, that's for sure. We know injuries are part of the game, but I always remember um, in years past. I'm talking about years years past when John Stallworth, my favorite all time Steeler, when he was playing, and at the beginning of his career. See, people know about the catches and know about how his career ended. But the, at the beginning of his career, he he went through injuries. While Swan was tearing it up and doing his thing, Stallworth was was injured. And one time, head coach Chuck Noll came up to him and said, John, 
please stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. just, please stay healthy. And eventually it all worked out for him. But it's just, it's horrible to hear. I mean, think of the other 82, Yancey Thickman. Only reason why his career didn't extend. He go to, he signed that contract in Houston, tore up his name. And that was it. And that's unfortunate. So, yes, health, health as well. <laughs> yeah. Totally- that, um, I remember, I mean, I, I, I missed, I missed the Super Bowl 70s. I was a little bit too young for that, but I remember really? in the yeah. 80s, it was still, John Stallworth was still, was still kicking butt, like in, even into the mid 80s and late 80s. Uh, I remember that. So he was still, he was still really good uh, trying to, oh, yeah. trying to make Mark Malone look good. Yeah. He had, what, 84. Don't ask me how I remember this. 1,395 yards on 70. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Do you remember that? <laughs> I, oh, I'll tell you what I did. What I had for breakfast, I didn't. I, I did oh, not did? eat breakfast okay. this morning, and that is a miracle because I usually do. But okay, at a time in which, back then, before the internet came into the world, it, we had to read the paper, we had to study the paper, or magazines, or almanacs, or whatever. And I just used to study it when I was younger, and I remembered that about him because. At the t- he was averaging almost 900 yards a season at that point. Even the year he retired, he had 900 yards. I was like, if dude wanted to play into the 90s, he could have. He could have, yeah. But he played eight more years after Swan retired, and he was the and then he played with Lewis Lips. So I'm like, goodness gracious, they couldn't get to one Super Bowl with those two. But it just goes to show sometimes players just need time to develop. I yeah 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 he was he was still good and yeah Lewis Lips was was really good but yeah I I always wonder it's like why were those 80s teams so not good and it's yeah. just it's just I, I think they just you know they, they just lost the magic of of how to how to um get players because they, they got some hits but they got a lot of misses too I don't know if you watched did you ever watch uh Chuck Knowles uh football life yeah his wife said at the end, when they lost, when they won Super Bowl fourteen, his wife said that he told him, "Get ready for some struggles because this is it." So it was almost kind of like no solid because, like you said, because the talent just wasn't the same. It wasn't, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and it sucks. And then, then no free agency, so it was easy to hold on to the L.C. Greenwoods, to the White Whites, when unfortunately they were playing past their prime. Yeah. You know? So it sucked. It, it did. The 80s were rough, you know, and they tried, but other teams get better. I mean, look look who the next dynasty was. It was the 49ers. So they, they stepped in and did their thing, you know, and it yeah. just, you know, you want, you want it to go on forever. I mean, and, and look at today's game. How long has it been since we had the last NFL repeat champion? You know, the Patriots, what, 03, 04. I mean, you know, so it's hard. And I don't even think – I mean, the Rams, no, they're not going to repeat this year. Someone's going to be ready for so – someone else is going to be ready to get hot and be ready for them. So it's yeah. just it's, – it's, it's, it's hard. You're, you're, yeah, you're lucky if your run lasts two or three years and then, and then you have to re- reboot. So, yeah. Um, but it's funny how, yeah, in, in the 80s, it was – yeah, you read, the, you read the, the, the sports page of the newspaper or – and you got, like – Sports Illustrated, Sporting News, all those magazines that came yes, in. Sir. You just, you just, you just read every word because you're just. That's that's the only information we got. It's not like now where you're just flooded with information. Yeah, we're spoiled, man. I mean, 
just imagine if we would have had the internet back then in the 80s and what we would have done with it. But just to be able to pull up Google and pull up information, you know, it's 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 really it's really something. It's really really a privilege. It's a blessing indeed. But yeah, those '80s Steeler teams, yeah, they were rough. They tried though, and that I was just talking to somebody about that '80 '89 team that lost 51 nothing to the Browns and <laughs> 92 to 10 in two weeks. And I was 17 years old at the time, and I remember watching that team intently and just seeing how they turned it around. You know, kudos to Chuck Noll, kudos. I mean, I'm going to say people can say what they want about Bobby Brister, but he was a quarterback of that team, and he was able to get them and lead them into to this turnaround, as well as Murrah Hodge, the way he ran wild back then, you know, and in the defense, Rod Woodson and all them, you know. So for them to do that, it's just a reminder to never give up, you know. Even when you're down, don't give up. I talked to Murrah Hodge about it one time. I said, that game inspired me. I said, y'all didn't have to win the Super Bowl to inspire it, but that game, for them to beat Houston, where Gary Anderson nailed that, yeah. I was like, man. You and know? then the next week, they go into Denver and almost beat Denver with yeah. John Elway. They almost won that game. They yeah, almost made it to the, to the championship game. Like, and they would have ended up playing Buffalo, and that would have been interesting. I would have loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know what? I take it back. No. They would have ended up playing Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Right. That's right. Because in other words, there wouldn't have been no no drive. <laughs> I think the fumble was the first year. It wouldn't have been a drive. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been really rich. But yeah, I remember that that game again. It was twenty four to twenty three with the Broncos, I, I believe. And as much as I respect as I have for John Elway, he made me mad that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. We know the first two scores of the 1989 season, but something that happened last weekend, I, I, I know it. No, right, I, for sure. <laughs> and, and that's the truth. Just like back then, I used to have it memorized to steal a schedule. No, I have to pull it up and look at it. Yeah. <laughs> first game of the season is against Cincinnati, which truthfully, I guess it's really been a long time since that's happened. But I guess they're trying to mix it up a little bit. This I think uh, I, I think the I think the Bengals are in for a big Super Bowl hangover. I think they're gonna, especially especially. I don't think Joe Burrow's. He, I don't know. I don't even know if he's gonna play in that game. He's yeah. got appendicitis or something like that. Yeah, that's true. I think I read something a little bit about that today. Yeah, he still needs time. You know, and folks, you know, when you win, you or at least when you make it to the Super Bowl. It's easy for the, for that big target to come on your back. Folks gonna be ready, you know. So and I, and I think the NFC, AFC North is gonna really be ready. And I can't imagine Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not used to Cincinnati sweeping them. So I think yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a little different this year. It, it's a it's it's a whole different thing when you know when you when when nobody expects anything, you could sneak up on people. But then when everybody says, "Oh, AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals," they're not sneaking up on anybody this year. So no. yeah, they're they're gonna learn. Yes, they are. And Baltimore, they're going to be ready because, you know, injuries suck like we were talking about for them to lose all their pretty much all their running backs, especially J.K. Dobbins. That was horrible. So and then and then um, so they're, you, you you hear what they're doing right for their preseason game. What's that? Most of the starters are being held out. John Harbaugh was like, nope. Yeah, they ain't playing not at all. <laughs> what hey, happened last smart, <laughs> smart. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think Baltimore is going to be really good. I think, yeah, they, they got re- hit really hard with the injuries. So, yeah, yeah, do pre- wrap those guys in bubble wrap or something like. Don't even let them practice. Just, yeah, 
Do the same with Najee Harris, too. I mean, yeah. Jay Thomas says that his foot was just stepped on, but he hasn't practiced since. You know, he's been having fun. And oh, my goodness, he is a he is a character. I mean, he's he, so funny. He took the camera and took pictures of the fans, which is good. That's very good. And then we were interviewing him on Saturday and he was just cutting up with the media folk. Oh, I was cracking up. He's taller than I thought he was, too. Six three. Oh, he's six. Three. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. He's Marcus Allen's height, I believe, or Marcus Allen. Well, Marcus Allen is tall. So, but yeah, so he, I think, keep him in bubble wrap. If not, then we gonna see Benny Snell if we want to or not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's a that's a worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, on the defense, I think the biggest question is what's gonna happen with inside linebacker. Yeah. We know it's Miles Jack, but then it's I don't know if it's a competition between Robert Spillane and Devin Bush, or it just seems like it, or I don't know what's going on with Devin Bush. I hope he's okay. I hope he, he, he is back to his, his rookie form before he got hurt, but I don't know. You you hear conflicting things. Yeah. He's definitely, especially since they didn't pick up his option this year, he's in a prove it time right now in his life. And he uh, has to show, he has to show it. It's hard when, when the expectations are just so high and they traded up to, to number 10 to get him in his rookie season. So he's going to have to show that 2021 was an aberration, you know? So, so I hope that he does, I, you know, but Spillane has a lot of heart. He has, he has a lot of fire in him and he's going to give him a run for his money. So I think maybe they should rotate them too. Shoot. <laughs> rotate, rotate Spillane and Bush until, until somebody is worthy of it. But I, but it, it, he's going to have to show it in these games here. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get some playing time. But yeah, he he's going to yeah. And I know recovering from an ACL injury. In fact, I never tore one, but so I can't imagine. But I mean, you need a year to over to recover at least. And I think that maybe that's played a part. I mean, he had an interception in the playoff game, but it didn't matter because they they lost. <laughs> but still, you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spillane at this point, he he may he may right now have the uh, have the lead in this, but we'll see. We'll see uh, starting starting Saturday. But he's he's going to have to show it and prove it. He really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Is there anyone in camp that you that kind of is like besides George Pickens that, that has kind of been a surprise that you think will will be a surprise to make the team? Yeah, and I guess I really wouldn't say surprise. I guess in a sense, but made an impression. I believe Connor Hayward has as well. I mean, we knew what he was doing and what he did in Michigan State. Obviously, he, he was very impressive in the Peach Bowl against Pitt. Caught that touchdown in the middle of traffic. My goodness, like the eye of the cur- eye of the hurricane, you know. But the way he was running his routes, the way he's running his routes right now at tight end. Oh yeah, he's he's very impressive. You have you have the tight end set right now, but. I think that they can get very experimental with him. Maybe kind of like what they did with Sean McHugh back in the day, back in 08. Use him as an H back. Yeah. Use, use him as a as another fullback. Use him as a use him as a tight end. But he he got a little bit of speed on him too. So I think he I think he could I think he's the sleeper. He really is. And it was smart for them to pick him up. More than more than a sentimental pick like people think it was. But no, kids can play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, when your brother is on the team and when your brother is like one of the best 
players on the team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think Cam Hayward is ever going to say one good thing about his brother. It's like even he could he could he could score the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, and and, and Cam Hayward would be like, oh yeah, that was all right. I, I, I guess that was okay. I mean, it's just it's just funny how he how he talks about him. It's just you know that that yeah, brotherly thing. Funny. He is very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that 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 would be that would be really cool. Yeah, make him. Make him an H back. Make him, yeah. Put him all over the field. Make, have mm-hmm. him, have him run. Have him do, you know. Well, I think, I think people get confused that like he was going to be in some competition with Derek Watt, and really, I think Derek Watt just does his own thing. Right. With he's like Derek Watt is special teams, and I think that's why people, people, well, well he's a fullback. It's like not really. No, he's just he's just a special teams guy. So just special teams guys, true. And yeah. you make that impression on special teams, you're pretty, you're pretty much, you're pretty much golden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I hear a lot about is that Demonte Casey, um, the 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 safety. I, I heard he's making a good impression, and maybe maybe in the season, maybe they'll they'll have like a three safety set or something like that, or maybe he'll uh, he'll he'll um, he'll back up Terrell Edmonds or something like that. So yeah, um, and it's so needed because although in some ways it was cool that they resigned Edmonds. I mean, I kind of was it, it, it about it, about his career but they were very impressed with him last year they really were and and every while the, while the entire city of Pittsburgh honestly thought they were going to sign Tyron Matthew <laughs> you know I I had a feeling it was going to they were going to resign Edmonds and you know so 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 that worked out but they had to, they had to get somebody that's for sure I mean Carl Joseph I'd like to see him for a full year too but you know, because he's a veteran and all, but I think there there is a lot of seasoning that the secondary needs. I mean, you have, of course, Mike, you have Amika Fitzpatrick, and you also have uh, Kella Witherspoon and, and Levi Wallace. You have those three, and of course, I wish Joe Hayden would have stayed because that was my dude, and he's still sitting out there. That's what's interesting, but um, yeah, get get enough safeties, get enough depth, make some impressions because they're going to need it because teams are going teams are going to test them. You know, teams are really going to test them. So it'll be interesting to see. On paper, the Steelers' defense looks really good, but then mm-hmm. we'll see. They do. We'll see. Um, I, I, I heard um, Larry Ogunjobi just started uh, practicing today, and he already he's like wreaking havoc. And like they did running drills, and the, and the offense couldn't get any runs off. So that's very encouraging. It's very encouraging because again, he uh, he's obviously going to be the top nod to replace to it. And number he's number one on the depth chart, so I hope he gets out there and does it. Uh, and they signed him for that reason, so hopefully he'll he'll be ready to do it because it's needed. You got to do it. I mean, defense still wins championships, period. And you got and Pittsburgh's legacy is just that defense, a good defense. No matter no matter what else they do have or don't have, a good defense goes a long way. Just like pitching in Major League Baseball, you got pitching, you're sold. Just ask those right. Atlanta Braves teams. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Steve Avery and Greg Maddox and Smoltz. I tell you, yes, and and I think you pretty much hit the main three ways: Steve Avery and then Tom Glavin as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when they beat the Pirates in the playoffs? I'm still not over oh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember just where I was in Sid Bream. Yeah, that's one of those yeah. things you never forget where where exactly you were when. When that happened, oh, Francisco yeah. Cabrera, oh man, and he, uh, he'll always be known for that. Not known for anything else, but for that. That is his name and claim to fame. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. 
All right. So how can people uh, find you and, um, and get more of your work? Well, um, the website is www.urbanmediatoday.com. That's where that's the that's the website magazine, Total News Magazine. I'm in the sports division, obviously. And there, email me at Ray Porter Jr. 72 at gmail.com. That's another way. And of course, on Twitter, RP2872 underscore JR. I don't know where I came up with that, but I think they came up with that for me. <laughs> So those are the ways, but the magazine, but the uh, website is, is, is the main way to see, to see my work, see my articles. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I, lo- I love, love your tweets. Make sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely thanks, a great man. follow. So, all right. Hey, thanks so much for, for coming on a great, uh, great to uh, finally have you on. Thank you, sir. Again, for the invite. It was an honor and a pleasure to be here. Awesome. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll see you. You have a good one. <laughs> Bye.